Welcome to the Pascal Ngwe Podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered as you listen to the Word of God. Brothers and sisters, I want to talk on a little subject this morning entitled, God Loves You So Much. God loves you so much. John 3, 16. It might interest you to know that this is the most popular scripture in the Bible. This is the most popular scripture in the Bible and in the world. No other scripture is as known as John 3.16. It's only followed by Jeremiah 29.11. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bless you and not to curse you. But it's interesting that people have loved this scripture more than Jeremiah 29.11. So it drew our attention. Why is everybody interested in this scripture? Why do people love this scripture so much? So we've dedicated a whole service on this scripture. John 3, 16. I'm sorry, you've seen the t-shirts and everything that is going on. So I want to take you quickly. We're not going to be here for long. Amen. You've already waited for a while. We're not going to be here for long. I'm just going to show you a few things on that speech of scripture. And then we're going to pray. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life look at verse 17 God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. Praise the Lord. A lot of people run away from God because they usually feel, hey, I don't think I'm good enough for God. But what you don't understand is that currently God is not condemning people. God is not looking at your, your mistakes and saying, I don't like you, go away from me. God is not condemning people at this time. At this time, God is saving people. And when you know somebody who can save, do you run away from the person? You go to the person because you know, I can be saved through this person. At the moment, God is not condemning people. Listen carefully. A time is going to come when God will start condemning people. And we are preparing ourselves for that day. Listen. I know a lot of you here know the Bible to some degree. You must have heard the story of Noah. Noah was told by God to build an ark. When Noah started building the ark, people asked Noah, what are you doing? What type of thing is this you are doing? 
Noah said, God told me to build this. And they asked him, why? He said, because God told me that he's going to send water. And he's going to kill everybody. They said, ah, <laughs> Noah, I think you didn't eat. You are hungry. He said, no, I'm telling you the truth. God told me to build this ark so that people can enter the ark. Because if they are not in the ark, water is coming. Brothers and sisters, people thought that Noah was joking. Long and short, Noah built the ark, 120 years to build it. So in 120 years, Noah is building the ark. People are thinking, this guy must be out of his mind. How can you be building one thing for 120 years? After 120 years of building this thing, and people are laughing at him every day, a day came. God told him, take your wife, your three sons, there are three wives, enter the ark. When you enter the ark, I'm going to cause all the animals to come to the ark two by two. You don't have to go look for them. You just open the ark, they will come two by two. You will see two, two lizards, male and female coming. Then you will see a lion and a lioness coming. They all come. And lo and behold, two by two. And people around the ark are seeing two lions, a lion and a lioness coming and entering the ark, and nothing is clicking in their head. Have you ever seen two lions going and entering a place calmly like that? Eh? Then the antelope is also going to enter the same place the lion has just entered. And nobody is crying inside. But people kept thinking, ah, no. I think he has, he has used some muti on those animals. That's why, you know, this Noah guy, he's a funny guy. He's been building this thing for 120 years. And then he's been using some serious mutis now to bring the animals. He's trying to open a zoo. He wants us to come and watch the zoo. Hey! After all the animals entered, the Bible says, God himself closed the ark. Read your Bible. God closed the ark. After God closed the ark, God says, now nah, let's begin. And it was just normal drops of rain that started coming down. And people are thinking, oh, it's raining. Let's go find shelter. Think maybe after one hour, the rain will be finished. And we're going to go and play games. One hour, two hours. Three hours, four hours, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One whole day, raining nonstop. Second day, raining nonstop. By the third day, the news is beginning to say, ah, what type of rain is this? We've been here in this rain for a while. What's going on? Where, where are all the meteorologists? Why, why, why didn't you guys see that this rain was going to be so long? And so we also didn't know. One week, ten days. 20 days. I think by day 20, most of the places that are normal were flooded. So a lot of people were already dead. By now, everybody is realizing Noah was speaking the truth. So they are all coming. Noah, come, come, please. Noah, we believe, we believe, please open this thing. We, we believe you. Open. 
No, I said, am I the one who closed it? Ask the person who closed it to open for you. We believe, we believe. No, open, open. The water wants to kill us, we believe. No, I said, I didn't close it. I only built it. I didn't close it. Ask the person who closed it to open for you. Now, they don't know who closed it. They don't know. They, they, they say he doesn't exist. They say he doesn't, he's, not, he's nothing. Brothers and sisters, the 30, all the animals are dead. All the normal people are dead, except, you know, like your super, supermen, Tarzan, those that are climbing. <laughs> they don't want to die. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, are you a Tarzan? You don't want to die. I'm sure if something happened here now, before you realize, somebody will be on top there. You will ask, how did they go up there? There are people like that. But all of them, by the 40th day, the whole earth was covered with water until the toppest mountains. Everybody was dead. The same God who created them, cleared them. I'm trying to say, we are currently in the days of God's saving grace. Right now, God is not condemning people. God is saving people. It is exactly like in the day of Noah. This building, Kosiwaka, this building is the ark. Every church is an ark. A church is like an ark that God has brought in a place for you to go there and be saved. But just like in the days of Noah, people look at the church, they laugh at the church. People look at pastors, they laugh at pastors. People look at this here, they pass here. I mean, some of you, I will not be surprised, you pass here many times. Is that- what is wrong with these guys? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying. Even myself, before I came to church to know God, I used to laugh at churches. We all laugh. You know why we laugh? Because we don't believe that a God this good can kill anybody. How can God, who is so nice, be the one to kill people? Give me a coin. Who has a coin? Don't worry about it. Ah, this guy has money. Five, five rand. It's a good coin. Can I show you something? I know you can't all see, but you know all five rand, right? When I look on this side, I see something that looks like a buffalo. An animal. When I turn on this side, I see the emblem of South Africa. The same coin two sides, but the same coin. That's exactly how God is. He's the same God, but he has two sides. There's a side of him that is loving, saving, caring. He loves you, as I'm going to show you now how much he loves you. But just like every coin, there's another side to a coin. And the same God that is loving, that is caring, the same God 
created hell. The same God. And that same God that is loving and caring is going to send people to hell. I remember David would take his guitar. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And people say, wow, look at this nice guy. He's playing the guitar. He's very nice. As he is playing the guitar, a lion will come to take one of his sheep. The same guy will put the guitar aside. Take a sword. Go and kill a lion. How can a nice guy who is playing the guitar become a lion killer? You see, there are two sides to everything. This morning, I want to show you the good side. And I pray that you will choose the good side of God. Choose the good side of God this morning. Amen? Amen. John 3.16 God so loved the world. What do we learn from John 3.16? Seven things I want to show you quickly from that verse. Number one, John 3.16 talks about the greatest person to ever live. Look at that verse. God. So love the world. Who who loved the world? Who is God? Do you know anybody that is greater than God? So the verse just introduced you to the greatest person that exists. God is the greatest person to exist. Except if you know somebody else that you can introduce me to this one and say, no, pastor, I found somebody who is greater than God. Listen. Every girl here will agree with me. All girls like great guys. Even if they're not saying yes or anything, I'm telling you, they all like, they will like, how many guys here, if they put a CEO here, and they put, I don't want to mention somebody's work for somebody to not fight me, but they put another person here who is not as great as the CEO. And the CEO has a Bentley. He has three houses in Santon. This guy, He's staying in his mother's house. The, the guy next to him. And they ask you, between the two, who do you choose? <laughs> of course, my sister. Every girl that ever damned you, she damned you because she met somebody that was greater than you. That's why she damned you. That's why. She liked you until she met somebody that was greater than you. The day she met somebody that was better than you, she started 
thinking twice. Like when, when you say, baby, I love you, you say, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> baby, baby, I was thinking about you last night. I said, hmm. <laughs> really? <laughs> but the same girl, the same girl, the same girl in the beginning, when you say, baby, I was thinking about you, she said, oh, really? Oh, 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 I'm so happy. Oh. Now that she met somebody, now that she met somebody that she perceives to be greater than you. When you say, baby, I can give you my whole life. She say, ah, keep it. I, I don't think I need it. Keep, keep it. You, you need it more. You need it more. I don't think I need it. My God. Do you understand? Now think about it. The greatest person in the whole universe likes you. There's nobody greater than him. There's nobody greater than him. There's nobody greater than him. And yet, he likes you. He's the greatest. There's nobody greater than Modimo. And yet, Modimo likes you. Man, this is amazing. And I ask myself, and I'm going to show you how this is shocking. Look at 2 Samuel 7 verse 18. David the king went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I? O Lord. And what is my house that you brought me this far? Like David is thinking, who am I that God likes me? Who am I? Some of us, even in your family, people don't like you. I mean, you've got brothers, same father, same mother, they don't like you. Yeah. You can go for weeks, your phone doesn't ring. And your phone is not, your phone is not broken. Like, there's nothing wrong with your phone. But your phone is not ringing. For weeks. For weeks. Nobody likes you. And here is the greatest person in the whole universe who has come. And he says, I love you. Wow. Wow. There are people I try to make them love me. They don't love me. But God who created the whole universe, he's coming and says, my child, I like you. And David is asking, who am I? Who am I that? The God of the universe likes me. You are here this morning and you think nobody likes you. People have broken your heart over and over and over and over again. You gave them your heart and you thought this is the real one now. This one is finally the one. It took two months when you've gone through their phone. And the same line they use on you, you find that they are using that line on a person and they didn't save the number. Or they save the number, don't answer. The same line. I will never live without you. The same line. You find it in another person's phone. There's somebody who loves you this morning. And he will never break your heart. Never. So John 3.16 talks about the greatest person, God. Can we go to number two? John 2.16 talks about 
the greatest love. The greatest love. The Bible says, God so loved. It's not just love. It's so love. Yes, your father loves you. But I promise you, your father doesn't love you the way God loves you. Yes, yes, your mother loves you. No, I don't doubt that your mother loves you. I know your mother loves you. But I tell you, your mother doesn't love you the way God loves you. Oh, no, 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 no. The Bible says, God so loved, so loved, so loved. You know, the verse could have said, God loved the world. That's so you see there. It's very important. It means it's not just love. It's a greater level of love that God has shown you. Look at John 15 verse 13. Look at John 15 verse 13. The Bible says, John 15, uh, greater love has no one than this. This is not love. This is what? Greater love. Your boyfriend loves you. Your girlfriend loves you. But their love is nothing compared to the love of God. The love of God is a greater love. Greater, greater, greater love. Greater love. Greater love. I say greater love. Greater love. Greater love. Greater love. No one will ever love you the way God loves you. No one. And, and the, your problem is, you are looking from people what only God can give you. The love you are asking people to give you, nobody can give you that love. People will always disappoint you. But there's one who loves you and will never stop loving you. His name is God. And his son is Jesus Christ. Let me show you something. Can I show you how this God has loved you? This is going to touch your heart. Ezekiel 16 verse 4. God is speaking to you. Can God talk to you quickly? On the day you were born, no one cared about you. Your umbilical cord was not cut. And you were never washed or wrapped with salt or wrapped in a cloth. On the day you were born, God is talking to you. Look at verse 5. No one had the slightest interest in you. No one pitied you or cared for you. On the day you were born, you were unwanted. You were dumped in a field and left to die. I'm talking to somebody here. (laughs) You were unwanted. You were left to die somewhere. I'm talking to somebody here. You think God doesn't know? God remembers what happened. Look at verse 6. He said, but I came by and saw you there. Helplessly kicking about in your own blood. You are kicking in your own blood. 
helplessly in your own blood you were there he said as i as you lay there as you lay there like that helplessly kicking trying to live and you have no chance of living helplessly kicking in your own blood you are just lying there like that he said i looked at you and i said live do you feel me this morning God said I looked at you I looked at you and I said leave leave that simple line leave that's why you are here oh you don't know I'm saying that's why you are here because because God said leave A lot of you are supposed to be dead. Maybe your mother didn't tell you. Some of you, your mother didn't want you. And she tried. She tried to clear you. Some of you, your mother wanted you, but your father felt, hey, look, I don't, I, I can't. Go clear it. Go clear it. Yeah. Some of you, you were conceived when your mother was still in school. Oh, your mother didn't have a job. You think she wanted you? You really think she wanted you? You really think your father wanted you? Eh? You think they wanted you? Kicking in your own blood. Then God says, I passed by. You were damned there like that. Listen to me. Some of you are saying, ah, no. But my father... He was there. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, people have to do what they have to do because you are already here. Like, if they don't do it, everybody will say, you are a cruel man, you are a criminal. So they are running away from accusations. That's why now they are trying to do something. But it's not from their hearts. If it depended on them, they were waiting to hear, hey, I had a miscarriage. They would say, aha! But they waited to hear you had a miscarriage. They didn't hear miscarriage. So, why are you alive? God said, leave. 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 The greatest love. The greatest love. The greatest love. I said the greatest love. He said, leave. Give me Isaiah 45 verse 5. NLT. I'm almost done. Are you listening to me? NLT. I am the Lord. There is none like me. I have equipped you for battle. Though you don't even know me. (laughs) There are things God does for you even though you don't know him. One of those things is he gave you life. He said, leave. And you are like, but I don't know you. I said, yeah, you don't even know me, but I'm doing things for you. A lot of you, God has spared you from car accidents. You came out of a car accident and you asked yourself, how did I survive this one? How did I survive this one? Mm. I remember one day, 
I ate food. After eating food, Kosi, my whole body started turning like this. I asked myself, what's going on? I started praying. I started shivering. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I went to the loo. I flushed. As I'm standing there, I'm like, what's going on? You know what I heard? I heard a voice saying, you just got poisoned. If I'm still here, do you think it's because I'm wise? Somebody said what? Leave. Leave. Coronavirus was going to clear a lot of us. How many of us here know people who died of coronavirus? I know many people, I know colleagues that were destroyed by coronavirus. How come I'm still here? How come I'm still here? And I was not wearing the mask every day. I was not even taking the pills every day. Why I'm still here? Somebody said what? Leave. Somebody said leave. Somebody said leave. Somebody said leave. That's why you are here. That's why you are here. Not because you are clever. You are here because God said leave. That's why you are here. That's why you are here. That's why you are here. The same sickness you have has killed a lot of people, if you don't know. That same headache that you get and it goes away. Another person gets a headache and they are cleared. Another person goes to the doctor once and they don't come out. Here, Moses Kotana, I went to visit a member there one day. I was so depressed by what I saw. These people opened the book, Kosi. Now look at the book. Eh? It's like, see, but when we're in school, you have present, there are present, 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 present. My God, I checked the book. It was a word, the word book. The book in the word. Red pen, dead, 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 dead. That whole page. At the, at the last part, dead, dead. And I'm like, ah. it's like somebody just saying, present, like, you know, the way you are, they say present, present. That's how the book is dead, dead. Dead, dead. Do you know how many times you went in the hospital and you came out? You went in the hospital, the same hospital another person went to, and it didn't come out. You went to the same hospital, not once, not twice, not thrice, not four times. You keep going to the hospitals and you keep coming out. And you think it's because you are clever. Somebody said what? Leave. That one word, leave. That's why you are here. I said that's why you are here. That's why you are here. Leave. 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 May you not forget this scripture. I said leave. And God is saying that to somebody here this morning. Leave. You shall live and not die. And you shall declare the glory of God in the land of the living. Number three. John 3.16 talks about the greatest number of people. Look at the verse. God so loved what? The world. So the greatest person with the greatest love to the greatest number of people. 
Think about it. All of us here. You love up to some degree. Or am I lying? Some of us. You only love your father, your mother, and your sisters. That is how far your love can go. Some of us love your father, your mother, your cousin, your neighbors, maybe. But beyond that, you have no love for anybody else. Some of us, you love your mom, you love your little sister, and you love the family dog. That's all. You don't go beyond the family dog. My God. <laughs> All the family cats, for those of you who are into cats. All the family chicken, for those of you who are into chickens. Ho, ho. Listen. But look at God. God has a big heart to love everybody. Man, some of us, because we are Muswana, you only love what? Baswanas. Yes. When you check the same name, you say, ah, papa, ah, 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 ah. You have the same name. You look at the same name. You say, no, 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 no. I'm not interested. The person is the right person, but you don't like the same name. Because he's not from Venda. He's not from KwaZulu Natal. He's not from Free State. You don't like him again. That's how our love is. Our love is restricted to certain things. We are like that. Some of you, you only like skinny girls. If a girl comes, she might be sent by God. But if she does not pass through the, the hole of a, the needle, you bring the needle, you say, pass through the needle, my daughter, pass through the needle. And if she can't fit, you say, I'm sorry, ne? I'm sorry. Sisters, I'm sorry. And some of us, we like chubby girls. We like chubby girls. You like chubby girls. When a girl comes and you look, you hear the voice, but you don't know who is talking. Because she looks like a mosquito, a small mosquito. No, 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 please. I want to see flesh. I want to feel when I'm holding you. I want to feel something. I don't want to hug you and it's like I'm going to break you. Oh my God! We, we all like different things. Listen to me, people of God. Sit down. Listen. God loves everybody. That's interesting. God loves black people. Uh, uh, guys, can I tell you the truth? No, look. Can I be honest? <laughs> I want to be honest. <laughs> Based on what my eyes have seen. If God was racist, ne? we, black people, 
we were never going to make it to that heaven, I tell you. Never. Because in this world, the way this race is treated, if God was like that, mercy. If God was looking at the skin color to allow you in heaven, a lot of us, all of us, we're never going to make it. Me in particular, because I'm not just black. I'm proper, like I'm, I'm actually black, black. Maybe some of you are going to make it like you're a bit light. But nah, I wasn't going to make it. But thank God, he doesn't look at the skin color. He doesn't look at your shape. He doesn't look at your height. Can I be honest with you again? If God was like some, some of the things that we have in our world, after the black people that were never going to make it, the next group that was never going to make it was going to be women. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying if it, if it was dependent on certain people, black people were never going to make it. Then the next group was going to be what? Women. Now, if you are if you are a woman and you are black, then now it was going to be even worse. It was going to be worse for you. But thank God, God is not a racist. God is not a feminist. God loves everybody, including you and you and you and you and you and you and you at the back, just the way you are, just the way you are, just the way you are. Yeah, there are some guys. As soon as he's dating you, he says, "No, I need you to start going to the gym." Yeah, two days of dating you. Okay, I've got a gym membership for you, ne? Let's go, let's go and work out. Because he doesn't like the way you look. He doesn't like you actually. Yeah. Some guys, as soon as they start dating you, uh, you, you know, I need to get you a better job, you know. I think this job, you know. Ah, but give me your CV, okay? Give me your CV. They don't like the way you are. God accepts you just the way you are. It is true. He doesn't love you to leave you the way you are. But he first accepts you just the way you are. Do you understand? The greatest love. Amen? Number four. The greatest gift. God so loved the world that he gave what? His only begotten son. His only son. Let me tell you something about men or parents. A parent can do anything for his child. Oh, yes. Apart from some parents that have lost their minds. But any normal parent, yes, some parents have unfortunately lost their minds. Instead of protecting the children, they are abusing the children. Instead of helping the children, they are destroying the children. It's an unfortunate reality that we're having to deal with. But let me tell you something. All parents normally want to protect their children. 
There are parents that if the child was hit with cancer, he will look at his child and wish that the cancer was on him, not on the child. You don't know what your mother has done for you. Some of you, your mother didn't go to school so that you can go to school. Yes. The things that the parents do for the children. Because we love our children. But I'm surprised about this particular person that he is rather giving his only son, the only one he has, instead of protecting his only child, he is rather giving him away. He's saying to his child, go and die for these people. And he has no guarantee that these people will do anything good about it. The greatest gift. God gave you his son. God didn't give you gold. God didn't give silver. God gave Jesus. His only son he had. The only gift he had. He took him and gave for you. He said go. Die for him. Die for her. Die for that one. Die for this one. My goodness. What a love. The greatest gift. Number five. We are ending. The greatest method. Whosoever believes in him. The greatest method. You know for you to go somewhere. There are always things you have to do. For you to enter university. Some of you are not university. Because there are certain things you couldn't do. That's why you didn't enter. Even if you wanted to enter. Now, God is saying, for you to enter heaven, what is the condition? God gives a condition that is the simplest and the most accessible to everybody. Believe. The greatest method. The greatest person. The greatest love. The greatest gift the greatest method what is the method believe imagine if god has said for you to enter heaven i need a phd in maths and i need a masters in physics no 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 because there are certain jobs on earth just a normal job for you to have this job they ask you for a phd they ask you for this and this and this and this I mean, what is a job compared to heaven? Imagine if God had come and said, unless you are white, you cannot enter. Where does that leave all of us? Even if you bleach your skin, can you make it? make it. Imagine God said, unless you are Zulu, Chakazulu. Unless you are a descendant of Chakazulu, you will not make it. I get it. Pezulu. Heaven. It's a Zulu. Unless you are Zulu, you cannot enter Zulu. We're all going to be finished. God could have used any condition. But look at the condition he gave. What is it? Believe. 
A poor man can believe. A rich man can believe. A prisoner can believe. A sick person can believe. A child can believe. An adult can believe. Anyone can believe. God gave the simplest, the easiest way. Just believe. Do mela fella. Do mela fella. Do mela fella. Just believe. That's the only thing I ask. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for you to change anything. Just believe. Somebody is going to believe this morning. That's all. You just believe. You don't have to do anything. Just believe. Are you with me? I feel like giving you a scripture right here. Mm. John 3 18. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned when? Already. He who believes is not condemned. But he who now he who, he who believes is not condemned. But he who does not believe is already condemned. Not he who doesn't pay tithe. Not he who doesn't come to church. Not he who doesn't... No, he who does not believe. That's the main thing. Are you listening to me? I pray that this morning you will believe. Six. The greatest escape. Shall not perish. We are almost finished. Please stay in position, guys. We are almost done. My ashes, please. Shall not perish. The greatest escape. The greatest escape shall not perish. I'm ending. Listen to me. When you say shall not perish, I'm sure you are wondering, what does it mean? That we shall not perish because as far as I'm concerned, we're all going to die. You are right. We're all going to die. But life doesn't end at death. Listen to me. I'm ending here. Hebrews 11, Hebrews 9 verse 27. Just as a man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. So you see, after you die, that's not the end. Everybody is going to die. If you are good, you're going to die. If you are bad, you're going to die. That's not the thing. The main thing is what comes after you die. Look at the verse. As man is destined to die how many times? Once. We die once. We live once. We die once. Look, listen to me, my dear friends. One day, we will come to your funeral. And know you think you are so good. You are so beautiful. You are so handsome. And you don't think there's anything connected between you and death. But I'm telling you the truth this morning. Or this afternoon rather. One day, there will be a tent. There will be white chairs and black chairs. There will be some gospel music. And that day, it will not be you coming to ask what happened. You will be the one inside the coffin. 
one day. And every single day that you wake up and you say, thank God I'm alive. What you also don't understand is that every single day, this is where you are when you are born. You are supposed to die in that last box there. When you wake up, oh, oh, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Every new year, happy birthday to me. Then you are now here. And then we are now celebrating big time. Wow. 50. Wow. As you are saying, happy birthday to me. In the realm of the spirit, they are singing, three more years to go. 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 Then you are here. Yay! Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Oh, hula, hula. Masi, oh, holo. Ding, aha, ding, hasle. Oh, hula, hula. Two more years to go. 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 And you don't know. You don't know. You are here now. And you are even more happy. You've made, you've made a cake. Three levels. You are wearing star white. You say, I'm having a star white party. Everybody star white. You've called the photographers. They are shooting. And you don't know. I say, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. They say, you are almost there. You are almost there. I don't think this is news. We lost somebody in the community just this past week. I don't want to mention names. Can I tell you something? The evening before the morning, you might not believe it, but it's true. Here I'm walking, and here he's coming. Because he knew me, and I knew him. He was wearing khaki shorts, slippers, and a t-shirt at the palace. I was on an evening shift. And I'm passing. He's coming. Hey, Tate, I, I don't want to mention the name. But we knew each other. We greeted. And then I continued. I was going to the gents. And he was going down to the restaurant. It was about 10 p.m. 10 p.m. In the evening. Oh, yes. The next day. Around 8 a.m. When the news hit me, I couldn't believe it. Because something similar happened with AKA. AKA, two weeks before he was in front of me, I was helping him. Two weeks later, pam. The funny thing about this, my people, is that you don't know how close you are. You don't know how close you are. We are all deceiving to thinking, I'm here for a long time. I'm here for a long time. But you don't know that. Nobody knows that. Only God knows that. Only, I say only God knows that. The Bible says, after you die, you face judgment. So our beloved brother, 
We already know what's going on. He's being judged. There's judgment going on. It doesn't end at death. It goes judgment. There's judgment. I said there's judgment. And I want to end with this. This is my last scripture for the day. Amen. I want to show you the judgment quickly. Jesus spoke about two people who died. And after they died, they had two different judgments. Let's look at it quickly. And we're ending here this morning. Luke 16. From verse 12. And it came to pass. That the beggar died. When the beggar died. The Bible says he was carried by angels. Now you are introduced to beings that we don't see here. You see? As soon as you die, you enter another reality. And when we talk about those things, when we talk about angels, people say, ah, some, some, uh, when we talk about demons, ah, when we talk about hell, ah, when we talk about heaven, ah. But as soon as you die, as soon as you die, you enter that realm. You see, as soon as this guy died, look at the next thing he sees. Angels. Angels. I've been preaching for many years. I've never seen an angel. And I will not be surprised. A lot of us have never seen an angel. But I'm telling you, as soon as you die, you will see either angels or you're going to see demons. That Look, don't even think, don't even... Let me explain to you what happens. When you die, usually, you come out of your mouth. Oh yes. The spirit in you. Listen carefully now, I'm about to end. When you die, the spirit that is in you leaves your body. Most of the time, it comes from here. It comes out from here. That's why, most of the time, It comes out from there. Most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. Out of your mouth. That's where he comes out. And people that died, and then their spirit came back. If they tell you, usually it enters from the mouth, and then shoot back in the body. Back in the body. So as soon as you die, the first thing that happens, your spirit is going to leave your body. You will know you are dead. Listen carefully. You will know you are dead because you will see yourself and then you will see yourself. The day you see yourself and you see yourself, either you are attacked by witchcraft or you are dead. One of the two. If you see yourself and then you see yourself, like you see, yeah, I'm here and I'm here. No, that's, something has happened. Something not nice has happened. Mm. Many people, the reason I'm telling you is because many people when they die, they don't know they died. Many people that die in a car accident, they were asleep and they die in a car accident. They don't know the, the accident happened. So they just, they are moving and they are looking in the accident scene, in the accident scene. They are moving, they are moving like this. Because usually the body is inside. They can't see where the body is. So they are moving and they are thinking they are still in this realm. What starts hitting them is when they want to talk to a person, they are talking but the person is not talking back. They say, but what is going on here? And nobody is talking to them. Then they start realizing, could it be? 
Collate me. Today was my day. And I didn't know. The beggar died. And he left the body. As soon as he left the body, his spirit saw angels. And because he was a good man, he was trusting God. Angels took him and carried him. If you are here and you are born again, you are living for God. The day you die, because you're going to die, we're all going to die. The day you die, remember very well what I'm saying. The first thing you will see, your body. After you see your body, you will see angels. A lot of angels are going to welcome you. Say, come. Let's go up. Let's go up. And they took him up. They carried him into Abraham's bosom. I don't have time to explain this to you today, but call it paradise for the time being. Are you listening? We are ending. The Bible said, the rich man also died. Poor people die, rich people die. Beautiful girls die, ugly girls die. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Babies die, adults die. Everybody dies. Everybody's going to die. You better prepare. And that's why we've called you here. Please, this is the most important part of my teaching. The rich man died and he was buried. So, Lazarus was carried. Meaning he went up. The rich man was buried. Meaning he went where? Down. Down. Now look at what happened. Verse 23. And in hell. Now you are introduced to a certain location called hell. So after this guy died, he was buried and they had a nice funeral. I'm sure the rich man had a state-of-the-art funeral. I'm sure his funeral was by invitations. I'm sure the procession was long. I'm sure he, there were flowers and all kinds of big species. And everybody said, rest in peace, Baba. You've worked hard. They buried him. But what people didn't know is that as soon as he died, he entered another place. In hell. The same person. He's now in hell. The beggar is in Abraham's bosom, which is paradise. This guy also died. Now he is in hell. He lifted up his eyes. So when you die, you can still see. And being in torment, he saw Abraham from afar and Lazarus in his bosom. 24. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. So the flame we keep talking about, that there is hell and there is fire and there is flame. There you get it. This guy is saying he is in hell and he is in flames. And this man is asking for Abraham to send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger. Just the tip. The tip of the finger. I want to ask you a question. If I'm burning in fire, open this for me quickly. If I'm burning in fire, guys. I'm burning in fire. 
And I'm not asking even for a glass. I mean, they think I could ask for at least a glass. But I know myself in hell. Every answer, there's only one answer in hell. No. There are no two answers in hell. There's only one answer. No. 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 So this guy knew he will not get water. So he said, you know what? Let him dip the tip of his finger. I just want him look at look at what comes out of the tip of the finger. This. He's asking for this in hellfire. Look at how desperate this guy is. How much he's suffering on earth. I'm sure he used to take water, just splash. Just splash. He will even break the glass. He has so much money. He will take a whole bottle. He will just break it there. Now he's in another place. If he's asking for a glass, they will say what? No. All he's asking for is a drop. And guess what the answer is? No. For a drop. He's asking for a drop. Just a drop. And they are saying no. Not even a drop. He won't have. But when he was here, he could ask for the whole container and he was going to have it. There's a place, my brothers and sisters, there's a place where people are not asking for a bottle of water. People are not asking for a glass of water. People are asking for a drop of water. A drop. A drop. And even the drop, they are not giving them. Because in hell, there's only one answer. What is the answer? No. No. Can you reduce the fire a bit? No. No. Please, please, I've been here for so long. It's so burning. I've been burning for years. Please, guys, can you just reduce just for a second? I just want a split of a second. Just a little relief. What is the answer? No. No. What a place. What a place where you are asking for a drop of water and you can't be given a drop of water. Wow. Look at him. 25. I'm ending. But Abraham said to him, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received all thy good things and Lazarus his evil things, but now he's comforted and thou are being tormented. 26. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. So that, give it in King James or something else, please. Let's end. Look at it. There is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot. And those who want to pass from there to us cannot. So when you end up in hell, it's over. You can't change it. You can't say, I didn't know there was hell. Now I know. 
Okay, guys, I want to change. I want to change. Can I swap? Can I do a sim swap? Can I switch? I get on earth, you have switch. I can switch from Standard Bank to F&B. I can switch from Standard Bank to Capitec. So I'm now in hell, and I'm asking, hey, Father Abraham, switch. I want to switch. What is the answer? No, you can't switch. In fact, it's impossible to switch. The only place to decide is here, now, here, when you are here. While you are here, while you are here, listen to me, while you are here, while you are here, you can decide. You can decide where you're going to go while you are here. When you die, it's too late. It's too late to decide. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. By the way, that guy was very rich. He ended up in hell. Because in the realm of the spirit, you cannot intimidate people with your money. You cannot intimidate people with your relationships. In the realm of the spirit, you are either a born again or you are a non-born again. All of these things that we are so interested in, they don't matter. They don't matter. So remember that very well. Maybe you are beautiful here. When you go to the other side, your beauty doesn't matter. Maybe you are married here. When you go to the other side, your marriage doesn't matter. Maybe you are clever here. When you go to the other side, your cleverness doesn't matter. Maybe you are a successful businessman. When you go to the other side, your success in business doesn't matter at all. I don't know what you are holding to. To say, no, this is me. This is me. This is my title. This is who I am. My God, that thing will not matter when you cross to the other side. When you cross to the other side, a beggar became more important than a rich man in the other side. A beggar became more important. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know what you think you have. But in the other side, those things will not matter. The only thing that will matter, did you give your heart to Jesus? Were you saved? Were you living for God? Let me take you to the end of this one. It gets worse. Let me give you the last, just the last part. Verse 27. Now this guy realizes he cannot change his situation. Now he makes another reply. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you will send him, meaning Lazarus, send Lazarus to my father's house. Send him to my family. Everybody in hell right now is begging, please, send this guy to my family. They don't know about this place. They don't think this place is real. So he's asking for Lazarus to go to his family. Verse 28. Because I have five brothers. He must go and tell them. Because otherwise they will also come here. He must go and tell them about this place. The rich man is in hell. And now he's thinking about his family. He's burning in hell. And the only thing he's thinking about, my God. I remember my sisters. I remember my brothers. They are still that side. And I know how they are living. I know how they don't care about God. And I know that if they continue like that, they're going to end up here. So he said, please, send him. He must go and tell them. He must go and tell them about this place. They must know about this place. I don't want them to come in this place. 29. I told you the answer in hell. Abraham answered. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. 
Give it NLT. I mean uh, uh, in NIV. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them do what? Let them do what? So how do you escape hell? By listening to Moses and the prophets. Who is Moses and the prophets? Men of God. Pastors. People that are running churches. He didn't say they have Moses, Bill Gates, and they also have uh, Max Zuckerberg. Because these are the people we listen to today. We are listening to Max Zuckerberg. We are listening to Oprah Winfrey. We are listening to Elon Musk. We are listening to uh, Jay-Z. We are listening to Beyonce. We are listening to... Who else? Huh? Kespanyol Vez. Kentle Lamar. Nasty C. We are listening to certain people. But we are not listening to Moses and the prophets. A lot of you, the only reason you are listening to today is because you are forced to come here. And you can't wait to go. I just please finish. I, I want to go. And you want to go and do what? You want to go and listen to other people. But God recommended if you don't want to end up in that place, listen to Moses. And the prophets. Where now all the prophets you have put aside. Show me your phone now. If there is even one message of a man of God in your phone. But you have pornography in your phone. You have movies in your phone. You have all kinds of things in your phone. Do you have messages of Moses and the prophets in your phone? So what are you listening to? That thing you are listening to. Where is it going to take you? Where is it going to take you? You've been listening to certain people. Some of you, you are cutting yourself. A daughter of mine, just last week, she cut her hands. Yes, using a blade. Yeah. You see, who you listen to, who you listen to, is very dangerous. When man sin, God asks him, who told you? Somebody's been talking to you. Somebody's been speaking to you. Somebody told Somebody told you, ah, this thing is just, they are just talking. Who are you going to listen to? I'm showing you Jesus' word. 29, 30, we are ending here. But he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. So he's saying to Abraham, no. You see, Moses is alive and the prophets are alive. That's why they are not listening to them. But if Lazarus, who was dead, comes back and tell them they will believe and they will repent. But listen to what Abraham, the answer is always the same. No. 31. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rises from the dead. Let me break it in Twana. If they do not listen to Pastor Pascal on the 27th of August, 
2023. Code John 316. Even if the brother that died last week comes back and tells them, they will not believe. They will not believe. They will not believe. But I believe that this morning, God sent you. Listen, you think you are here by mistake. You are not here by mistake. We invited a lot of people. You came because God wants to save your soul. God wants to help you. God doesn't want you to end up in hell. That's why you are here. That's why you are here. God wants you to save your soul while you are still alive. You are saying, Pastor, but I'm a young man. I mean, I'm enjoying. Listen to me. Young people go to hell. They do. You say, but Pastor, me, I'm already very poor. I'm broke. And my life is even a living hell. Your living hell is nothing compared to the real hell. Your living hell is still a better option for you. The real hell that is coming, even a drop of water, you will beg for it, they will not give it to you. On earth, at least they'll give you a drop of water. Even in jail, they give you food. But in hell, even a drop of water, they will not give you. That's why God did not want you to go there. He sent Jesus to come and die for you so that you don't have to go to hell. All you have to do is to say, I accept Jesus. When you give your heart to Jesus, like Jesus said, that's what I wanted. I just wanted you to believe in me. Now that you believe in me, my father is going to remove your name from the list of the people that are going to hell. You will never go there. That's all you have to do. It's our pastor. It's that simple. It's that simple. That's what I told you. It's the greatest formula. It's the simplest thing. But yet the greatest. Just believe that Jesus died for you. He gave his life for you. And this morning, this evening, or this afternoon rather, you can do it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And when you give your heart to Jesus this afternoon, the only thing God is going to do is, instead of giving you death, he's going to give you eternal life. Eternal life. Say with me, eternal life. Eternal life. Mm. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. We are done. This is the testimony. God has given us what? God has given us what? And this life is where? In his son. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has what? Life. And he who does not have the son does not have what? Life. Hallelujah. That's simple. Eternal life is in one person called Jesus Christ. Once you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you have eternal life. And if you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have eternal life, even if you are going to church. Even if you are going to church. The life, when God said, leave, he meant, take my son. If you take Jesus, you will leave. But if you don't take Jesus, you will be kicking in hell. You will be kicking and nobody will help you. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I, I tell you, I feel so blessed that I was able to share the word of God with you today to give you a chance, to give you a chance to correct yourself. To give you a chance. It's that God is standing here this morning and he's saying, live. Choose life. Choose life. Choose life. He says, I place before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. He says, choose life. Everybody in hell chose to go in hell. Everybody in heaven chose to go to heaven. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to make a decision. You have to decide this afternoon. Amen? Amen. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Father, we want to thank you for your word that came this morning. We are so blessed that you spoke to us. You gave all of us an opportunity to turn to you, to make a choice, an opportunity to decide. You gave us that opportunity today. Right now, I want to pray for my brothers and my sisters. I know your blood is working right now. The blood of Jesus is ready to cleanse every sin. The blood of Jesus is ready to erase your name from the list of hell and write your name to those that are going to heaven. I want to give you that opportunity this morning. If you are saying, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want Jesus to enter my heart. I'm going to count up to three. When you hear three, just raise your right hand. You are saying, Pastor, I want Jesus in my heart. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I want my sins to be forgiven. That's all you need to do. Just raise your right hand high and pastor will pray with you and pastor will pray for you. When you hear three, raise your right hand. Don't say, hey, I'm waiting for my friend to raise his hand. You're going to die alone. You're not going to die with somebody. So don't say, I'm waiting for so and so. This is between you and God. And this invitation is not for you to say, a pastor wants me to join the church. I didn't even mention the church here today. I'm talking about your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Forget about church. Concentrate on your soul. There's no church in heaven. There's no church in hell. It's your soul I'm talking about now. Your soul. When you hear three, don't be ashamed. Raise your right hand and pastor will pray with you. And your sins will be forgiven. And Jesus will enter your heart and save your soul. One. Two. Three. Raise your right hand, everybody. God bless you. 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 Raise it high. Don't be ashamed. This is between you and God. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Keep your hands high. You are saying yes to Jesus. I want Jesus to enter my heart. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Thank you, Jesus. You can take your hand down. Now you are already born again. But this morning you are saying, Pastor, you know what? Even though I'm born again, I haven't been living for God. Today I want to recommit myself to God. Amen? I'm going to pray with you. Also, at the count of three, you're saying, Pastor, I want to recommit my life to God. At the count of three, raise your right hand and I pray with you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. I want to recommit myself to God. God bless you. 
God bless you. So many of you again. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. You can take your hands down. Now, this is what we're going to do. You're going to lift your two hands like this. And you're going to pray this simple prayer with me. Are you ready? Lift your two hands like this. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now. I believe. My sins are forgiven. Say it again. My sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin. To serve the living God. Thank you Jesus. For receiving me. Thank you Jesus. For restoring me. Thank you Jesus. For saving me. This morning. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. So I choose Jesus. In my heart. From today. Now, raise only your right hand like this. Just your right hand now. Now, this is very serious now. Now, repeat after me. Say, you Satan. Say it again. You Satan. From today. I renounce you. I reject you. I don't want you anymore. I choose Jesus. I choose life. I refuse to follow you to hell. I choose Jesus. Therefore, from today, get out of my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus in my soul. I am a child of God. From today, I belong to Jesus. My name is written in the book of life. My name is Say your name That name Is written In the book of life From today In Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening May God bless you Remember to subscribe To receive our latest Service notifications And to share the link You can also watch our pastor Pastor Pascal live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.